Pascal left Divi because Divi needed to rest and went yep. to Arnor. Arnor, well, actually, she went to Temper first, and Temper was didn't have any clue what it was, but kind of pointed you toward Arnor. And Arnor, which who you knew because he he's one of those people you can fence stuff to without it causing issues. Yeah. Um, Arnor saw it and didn't recognize it, made mention that the only person he, one of the only people he knew who would have been able to recognize it was from a temp or from a tower that, you know, caused a fire 30 years ago. He sent you to Tritus, who is on the west side. So there's the marketplace on the far west side that is kind of near the castle and a couple of like large manor buildings. Uh, right now, it is probably late afternoon. You're looking at close to 4 or 5 p.m. You left Tempers and ended up hanging out with Divi and doing that whole little side dungeon. And it took, I would say it probably took you an hour, hour and a half to get through that just because you were cautious and then the fight and everything like that. Yeah. And then the then you went to Tempers, then you went to Arnor's. So yeah, I, it's getting into the evening time. You probably, I would say you probably have two or three hours before you you should meet up with Beatrice and Nort and all of them. The location of Tritus is far to the west. You'd have to kind of leave the slums and skirt the nicer section of the town. You have the, the slums, which is, of course, surrounded by these towers and is, yeah, crappy and everything. You have mm-hmm. a lot of mixed races there. Uh, and then you have the nicely paved area, which is bright. And that is, I would consider, the rich and the human section of the town. Yeah. And then the southwest, like the west side, where it's darker, is considered Dwarven Town. Okay, I got gotcha. you. You probably have been to this area. They're a little bit more lenient. Obviously, they're not humans and super as super racist, but they are part of the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. And are they are the only other race in the Commonwealth that is accepted, basically, mm-hmm. as a legitimate race. So yeah, you, but that is the Dwarven area. Uh, you would probably... Uh, you might have even been there like for religious events if you ever went with Temper, because he's a dwarf and he does worship at the temple on the west side. Um, I don't know if Haskell would have gone with him at all, but... Uh, I feel like for moral support, probably. <laughs> Like, that area isn't that noticeable. It's not anything crazy. It's just a normal town. And then you have some farms and some more forges and everything. Temper's an oddball for a dwarf because he runs a legitimate business, but he runs it in the slums. And that's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. And he's actually good at what he does. Okay, so Haskell has a few hours before she has to meet her friends. You could head to the west side. You'd have to be a little bit... I would say you'd have to kind of quickly get into the Dwarven area, and then even there, it'd be probably a little bit sketchy, because does Haas um, practice binding with their tail at all? Um, I would imagine so, because they're stealthy, and they don't want to draw too much attention to themselves. So, yeah, they could wrap it around their waist, probably. (laughs) Yeah, and it's not like it's a super... It's not like a lizard folk's tail that is thick and... Like an alligator type tail. Like lizard oh, yeah. folks have like a very thick tail. Mm-hmm. And so yours is thin and would be easier to hide. You could even, t- <laughs> you could wrap it around your waist and tie it off as if it was a belt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you have a few hours before Haas has to be at the bar. What do you want to do in that time? 
Or do you want to just kind of skip forward to that time? I mean, can I just walk around the area of the bar? I don't know what shops are there or what's there. Yeah, the, around the bar, there isn't much. Um, the slums doesn't have a large amount of shops, per se. You have, like, Arnor, who's the fence. He does some of that stuff. And then you have a few spread out, a few medicinal places, and then a few other little just odds and end shops, probably a couple thrift stores. Um, oh, why don't I visit like one of the medicinal places? Yeah, you could easily do that. Um, so I don't know if I should be stocking up on anything, so I might as well check and see like what. This will be actually like the first case of an actual shop type situation. So like the medicinal place is run by a druidess. As far as like like this situation, this is someone who's had a little bit of training in like the druid crafts. Also can make potions, make simple healing things, as well as like other types of potions maybe some small magical things in the discord i do have a shops channel the only thing i have in there right now which will increase as time goes on and for certain sessions i'll have stuff prepped like when your main characters are all kind of like settled in like we've done a few sessions and you kind of have a town that you're in i'll start posting certain magical items and things that are available in that town specifically Oh, okay, cool. But otherwise, there's this shop catalog that's just a D&D basic general prices for armor and weapons that you would want, supplies for faith, a general store so you could buy like an abacus, a lock, a lantern, things like that. Adventuring supplies are on there. And then there's a shady dealer, uh, stuff from a shady dealer. But there's also a potion shop on there. I mean, there's a lot of... I wouldn't say she has all... Like, I'd say she probably has mostly stuff from the potion shop, maybe a little bit of arcane shop, and a few odds and ends here and there, like, would sell pouches and okay. things like that. But So you walk into the store, and she has um, dried herbs hanging from the ceiling all around. You kind of have to, like, duck and dodge a little bit as you walk through. There's shelves of potions, just kind of haphazardly. It's not very organized. A whole section of just empty vials. Then there's, like, a small cart of perfumes. She has healing potions as well as healer's kits. So, yeah, if there's anything you see on that list that you would want to buy, uh, she is Mm -hmm. right now standing at a cauldron, kind of looking a little bit like a witch. She's been throwing a few things in and out. You would not exactly catch what she's throwing in because she's doing it so quick. She's like, she reaches Mm -hmm. behind her without looking and grabs a few things off of a shelf and immediately just tosses it into the cauldron. Um... You see a small cat lying on the shelf next to her. I would say this whole store gives off kind of witchy vibes more than anything else. My favorite place then, yep. Uh, you've been here two months. You might have had a scrape or two. I wouldn't, yeah. I, you've probably been in here once or twice. I wouldn't say she rec- She might not recognize you. She looks up as you come in and goes, Ah, oh, hi, dearie. Uh, anything you want, it's uh, 10% off right now. I'm having a special. And then she goes back to just tossing stuff into this cauldron. Well, thank you. I'll take a look around. Can I actually? I, w- I want to pet the cat. She smiles at you as you come up and walk. You walk up to the cat and go to pet it, and she just smiles and nods. 
Yeah, everybody loves petting my cat. Uh, some people come in here, pet the cat, and then leave. Don't even buy anything. Well, I promise I won't do that. Don't promise something that you, you're not sure of. You can't promise on the future. Guess you're right. I'm actually gonna... Alright, yeah, I'm just gonna pick up a healer's kit then. I feel like I don't really need much else. Is that all, dearie? That's all for now. Alright, that's, uh, well, with our special discount, that's gonna be seven gold pieces today. Okay. I have, like, a little pouch on my waist. Grab eight, and I just give her the eight anyway. Oh, well, thank you, dear. That We call that a, uh, a cuteness tip, just for the cat. <laughs> Let's just nope. say that I smiled and chuckled a little bit. She looks at you and goes, uh, would you like a sip? And she pulls out, like, the ladle out of the cauldron and takes a sip herself and goes, oh, needs more salt, and then tosses something that doesn't look at all like salt in it, but st stirs it up and then offers you the ladle. May I ask what this is? It's soup. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> okay, she she lets you have a sip. It's just, it it's tastes a very spicy, full soup. There doesn't seem to be anything really in it. It almost seems just to be a broth. But mm -hmm. as you take a sip, it kind of just hits you with this potency. Because, yeah, I, I use this as like a minor healing potion. It It works wonders if you're... If you're needing to a little bit of a boost. Well, it tastes great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. She goes back. She continues just throwing more things into it. All you start right. to wonder if maybe she just throws a little bit of everything in there and hope it turns out all right. So, you, yeah, you went to your little shop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so right now you have downtime. Okay. And like, like last session, you had a little bit of downtime and you went and explored a dungeon and everything like that. Yeah. You don't have to take this downtime as like, oh, I got to explore and find stuff to do and everything. You can literally be like, okay, well, I'm just going to wait and go to the, the bar or I'm going to okay. just kind of wander and then go to the bar. Like it doesn't have to be every time you want to explore like a new section of town or anything. It can. If okay. that's how you want to do your character, you could be like, oh, well, I'm going to go explore this section now. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I'll, I'll make a dungeon for you on the spot. Sometimes I will just be like, oh, well, you don't really see much. Uh <laughs> gotcha. All right, cool. Okay, yeah. We'll just say I wander and then go to the bar. Maybe okay. I get there a little early if um, Divi is working and hang out with her. Divi's not working tonight. I think she told you she had the day off. Uh, right now, nobody's... You get there a little bit early. Nobody's there except for Vel. Obviously, there's a few other customers and they're having some drinks. Uh, nobody's eating anything. You got a, two people at the bar just having a few beers and a couple of people at a couple different tables. You see Vel sitting at the normal table that you guys always sit at. It seems like if someone else was to be sitting in that table, your group wouldn't know what to do with themselves. I know that feeling. So I'm so wondering. She, oh, I was going to say, I wonder if. Phil is supposed to be meeting with us or not? She turned down this job, so she's probably I wouldn't say she's supposed to be meeting with you, but also, like, she's part of the group that just randomly shows up here. So at any point in time, any one or two of your B-Tree, Nort, Vel, Divi, Caden, any any of the you five, let's count real quick, six, <laughs> you six <laughs> could be here at any time. Oh, uh, okay, I, I was thinking that Vel didn't normally sit with us. Okay, so it's not uncommon. Okay. Nope. So then I can just go sit with Vel then. Yeah, Vel, Vel sees you, waves at you a little bit, and then, yeah, if you yeah you go and sit with her, she, she looks at you and just goes, well, uh, how are things? Things are alright. I, um, 
I do have this uh, crystal that I don't know anything about, so I'm just going to wait for Beatry and Nort to get here, and we're going to head over to the west side. What? Like, is it a magic crystal? Where'd you get it from? You know that tower in the middle of the slums that's, like, all burnt up? The really or... creepy one? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I know that tower. She, <laughs> she gives you a look like, please tell me you didn't go in there. <laughs> Well, Divi and I had a little bit of an adventure. We had to fight off these, like, shadow people. And, uh, there was this crystal that they left on a podium. So I took it. Wow, that's, that sounds insane. You took Divi with you somewhere like that? She, <laughs> they didn't, like, knock down the entire building on accident? Like, tripping over their own feet? Divi was a boss-ass bitch. So, um, okay, I didn't... Okay. <laughs> I didn't plan on Divi following me in, but they did. So, and they they held their own really, really well. I'm I'm proud of them. Well, all right. Uh, that sounds like a crazy adventure. Uh, I don't understand it, but I try to stay away from crazy adventures, as <laughs> as you know. Uh, so your guys' job went. She kind of leans in towards you. And goes uh, your guys' job last last night went pretty well, then, eh? Oh yeah, definitely. Um. It almost went off without a hitch, but uh, we ended up staying on the roof for like three hours waiting for the guards to leave. So, Oh, jeez. Lucky they didn't come up to the roof then, huh? <laughs> yeah. I think we made it up in time and quiet enough to where they didn't actually think to look up there. Oh, that's, that's good. Oh, man, that, that would have been scary. I, that's why I'm just, I stick to the, you know, the random pickpocketing and not I, your jobs, as you guys like to call them. I like to stick to my job at the furniture making place, <laughs> which <laughs> hey, I'm sure has their own. You and Val kind of chill talking. Um, the bartender brings you one of the, your wines, quotation marks, to have a drink. And then after, I'd say about 15 to 20 minutes, B-Tree comes in. With like a big grin on her face. She comes and joins you guys at the table. And goes, guess what? Guess what? Hey, well, I, I, maybe we should wait for it. No, no, we're not going to wait for Nort. What a loser. Uh, guess what? What? So I turned the lockbox over to the people who hired us. Mm -hmm. And they said that they have another job for us. Oh? Yeah, they got another place they want robbed. They said this one's going to be a little bit more difficult. I don't know exactly what that entails. They said they'd get back to me, but we have another job if you're interested. And okay. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I'll, I'll do another job with you guys. Bell looks at you guys and goes, I'm not going to, but thanks for the offer. And Beatrice goes, I, I really wasn't offering you, Bell. I know you're not going to do this. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully Nort gets here soon and I can tell him. I think we might, from what they said, we might need Caden on this one. Yeah, you haven't... Tech, you, Jackie as Haskell has not met Caden. Uh, Haas, Haas as a two month, a person living here for two months has met Caden. Okay. All right. Okay. Caden <laughs> is another human. Caden is a tall, well built human. He's not like super bulky, muscly, but is very sinewy and like. Kind of like a whipcord. He looks like he could just... Almost like a ballet dancer? Yeah, like, he's definitely w built very well and can handle himself. He's also a good 
like six foot three, so he's taller than any of the rest of you, especially Beatry. Compared to him, Nort looks like a beanpole. He actually sometimes works as, like on his off days from his normal job, he works sometimes at the smithery with Temper and you. Oh, okay, cool. He's he's there randomly. It's like once a month he kind of shows up and does it, or sometimes a little bit more if he's really not busy. But mm-hmm. his main job tends to be he is hired out as a bodyguard for people as needed. Technically, mercenary work almost. So he's not a straight-up thief, but he is good in a fight. So Beatrice basically saying, we're going to need muscle. <laughs> yes. Beatrice basically is hinting at the fact that uh, you might get in a fight. <laughs> we love that. Okay. We, we probably wouldn't use him like the job itself. But like having him nearby as backup in case, you know, somebody runs into a piano again. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, is he coming tonight? Uh, he's not coming tonight because we don't have all the info. I told him I'd, I'd let him know whenever, like, they give me the, the, the lowdown. Gotcha. Do you and Nort want to come with me to the west side? She looks at you, kind of questioning, goes, why, why are you going to the west side? So... I had fun with Divi today, and I fumble in my bag, and I pull out the crystal and hand it to her. Her eyes go very large, and she starts kind of rotating in her hands and looking at it and goes, I bet this is, I, I, I don't recognize the type of stone this is, but this looks like it pulled like a lot of money. You going to go hawk this? No, I want to find out what it used for. Oh, I was going to say, why not just go to Arnor? Why are we going to the west side for this? Unless you think Arnor is going to cheap out on prices. It, you and Divi had f- some fun and you found this? Yeah, we went to that um, old, big old tower that no one and goes you didn't, to. Didn't fucking invite me? Why do you... Uh, you took Divi and you didn't even think, oh, Beatrice might want to okay, go okay, explore this on. tower? Hold on now. Listen here. I didn't plan on Divi coming with me. They just followed me in. Oh, that sounds like Divi. <laughs> Though I don't know how you accidentally follow somebody into a haunted tower. <laughs> Things I've heard about that place, it sounds crazy. Like some yeah. people say the shadows come out and attack you. I mean, it's just nuts. I don't know about that place. Well, that is exactly true. We we fought some shadow people, so. Shadow people? Oh my god. God, I am so mad at you right now. Like I said, I didn't plan on it. It just kind of happened. Otherwise, I would have totally invited you had I known that that tower was, you know, going to be like that. Uh, Make for me a perception roll right now. Okay. Yikes. Four. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Suddenly, there's like a scream behind you, and you jump and turn, and Divi is holding your bag of cigarettes, and she is just, like, so excited because she just took this off you and you did not notice. Oh my god, a scream. Yeah, she, (laughs) they are just, like, like, screeching in excitement. The bartender, like, jumps and, like, look, Divi, are you okay? And they're just like, "Ah, this is awesome! (laughs) Oh my god, so I I put my hands up defensively and I try to calm her down and I'm like, all right, all right, Divi. I'm proud of you. You got me. <laughs> At this point, Nort walks in, too, and he's just like, what the fuck is going on over here? So Divi calms down and 
Nora and Divi join you guys, and Divi's sitting next to you, kind of bouncing a little bit, still riding that high. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she, I rolled a nat 20 for them, like a natural oh 20. And then you, and you rolled a 4, which just made it even better, because like it was like, first off, the nat 20 was going to be grabbing something off you without you noticing anyways, but then you rolled so badly. This is like only her second attempt, and she already got something off you. I was distracted. Yeah, you were talking to Beatrice, and Beatrice didn't even warn you that Divi was behind you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I look over to Beatrice, and I'm like, thanks for the warning. Beatry just shrugs, like, I, I didn't think I'd have to warn you about Divi coming up. Beatry kind of explains the job to Nort, and tells them what they know, and then, she, and then like, you guys are all having a few drinks, and Vel eventually gets up and goes, alright, uh, it's it's a late night for me, I'm gonna head out. And then Beatry, as, as she leaves, Beatry kind of goes, well, Nort, you want to go over to the west side with us? Or Nort, uh, was supposed to be Brett. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Nort looks at Beatrice and goes, why are we going to the west side? And Beatrice goes, because Divi and, and she kind of gives D- Divi a glare, and Haas found this crystal that just, we want to see what it, what it is. Yeah, Temper uh, led me to Arnor, and Arnor just, he said to go to some gnome named Tritus in the west side, so uh, I guess we're going to have to go over there. Oh yeah, I mean, I get. He looks at his he <laughs> he looks at his wrist his wristwatch and goes, "Well, I guess it's still early enough. The marketplace should be they run till like ten o'clock. So, yeah, we could head over that way. Um, shouldn't be too bad at this time, as long as we cut through the the dwarven territories and don't go through the rich ter- the human territories. That's the plan. Okay, yeah, and Divi Divi pipes up and goes, well, can I tag along too? Like, if I keep my cloak up and everything, you think I can tag along? Like, I did just steal something off of you without you noticing, so I think I'm sneaky enough to get away with this. How bad do you think it'll be over there? I'm talking to Beatrice. Uh, she shrugs and goes, I mean, this time of night cutting through the dwarven territories, it, it shouldn't be bad. You know, the guards aren't as bad in that area, and the dwarves don't... I mean don't mind the other races as much so we should be all right i mean you know you tuck your tail and divvy keeps her hood up as long as she doesn't start sticking her snout out at least the sun's not out because <laughs> when the sun's out her scales just fucking glisten the whole time well all right now look over to divvy divvy goes yes all right let's go let's go let's go let's go i haven't been to that marketplace i can't wait all right so before you leave and you kind of cut across the road that leads into the city, because that's what divides the slums from the dwarven area. You walk out of the slums going past the towers, you go across this road that has statues leading up both sides of it. Just massive, 30, 40 feet foot tall statues of humans in different heroic poses, a little over the top. You enter the dwarven territories, and it's definitely nicer. It's more sturdy than the slums. The slums are like a lot of wooden shacks and a lot of wood-built houses that are just kind of thrown together. This is a lot of brick and stone work. It's like heavy slate roofs, and it's got like a darker look to it, but at the same time, it is definitely more well put together. The four of you can kind of casually walk through this area, and I'm not going to make you roll checks for anything. You pass the large dwarven temple that Temper has taken you to. 
So there's always a little bit of traffic, no matter what. It's the city that never sleeps. The city that never stops working. And you you finally find yourself kind of hitting an open area, because between the homes that you're walking through, you you find the marketplace. And there's there's tents set up along rows, and some pavilions and other such buildings. But then there's also like a sturdy, large stone building in the center that you can see a good number of people coming in and out of and that's where the largest amount of like shops are set up inside of it divi is wide-eyed staring and just looking at everything and like taking it all in she's got her hood pulled very far forward so you can't really make out her like her face at all except for Mm -hmm. every once once in a while a torchlight like glints across her scales uh but for the most part, that might be, like, someone who sees that would probably account it to, like, jewelry or something. But Beatry and Nort kind of look at you and go, well, do you do you know where the this Tritus is located? Or should we kind of, like, spread out and look for him? I got not a clue. Um, I guess, yeah, let's let's spread out and then maybe we can meet by the fountain if we find it. Yep, that sounds perfect. All right, uh, Nort and Beatree both head off in different directions. Divi kind of stands with you and goes, I, I, this is fun, but it's probably best if I don't go off on my own right now. I don't blame you. You can follow me. Let's go. Just don't lead me into any haunted towers. I promise I won't do that again. <laughs> I had to take a long nap after that. Oh, my throat <laughs> is still a little raw. Oh, I bet. Roll for me a investigation check. Okay, I got a 15, and then I'm looking on the computer, and it's really tiny. I think it's a plus one. So 16? Okay, so 16, you spent you and Divi kind of wander around this area, and then after a few moments, you, you, you guys walk into the larger building. And as you enter it off to the side, you notice a sign saying, um, Tritus's Menagerie. Fancy. And you see... Yeah, <laughs> you see a, a small gnome kind of hopping here and there, looking at, like, yeah, a couple customers in there looking at stuff, and he's kind of bouncing between them, giving them his sales pitch. You can kind of hear him going off about, oh, this piece is like the perfect magical item for you. It will it will take care of all your problems. No, no questions asked. I think that's our guy. Divi nods, um. Should we go get the other two before we go and talk to him, or do you want to just talk to him first? Um, no, let's go get the others. Let's say you guys set like a ten minute timer, and so mm-hmm. Nort comes back like right on the dot. He's like looking at his wristwatch as he walks up to the the fountain, <laughs> and then he goes, "Did I didn't find it? Did, but I asked a couple guys, and they said he's in the building. Did you find anything? Yeah, we saw him. We were just coming back to get you guys. Oh, cool." And he's looking around like, okay, uh, so we're just waiting on Beatrice, and like normal, she's late. Well, we all can't be super punctual like you. Uh, ain't that the truth? As he says that, his knees are kicked out from behind, and he like drops real quick. Oh, like, ow! And Beatrice's just standing behind him with a big grin on her face. That's what you get. Uh, ah, fuck, that's, that's the knee I hit with. The, on the piano. Ow. Fuck, that hurts. Um, Beatrice goes, oh, you guys found him? Yep. Um, we were just cool. coming to grab you guys. Um, it's in that oh, big cool. building over there. 
Sweet, good. Uh, that's great. And then she like takes a bite off of a kebab where she's got some vegetables and meat on like this this on the skewer, and she's just glancing around like, "Yep, cool. Let's go." Enjoying your time here. Yeah, I mean, I I totally was looking for Tritus's shop, not tasting things. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Nort goes. Did you at least pay for that, or did you steal that? She said, "Well, wouldn't you like to know?" And takes another bite. All right, guys, let's go. <laughs> Before uh, you enter the building together and you make your way to Tritus's little picture, like uh, a stall area where it's like one entrance in and one exit out, and you kind of can make your way through this U, and everything's kind of a bunch of stuff is like lying on the floor. It's like a at a fair when someone has a tent, and you just go in one way, come out the other way. Yeah, there, there's he's got some carpets like rolled up in a corner. He has. A stack of shirts on one side for whatever reason, but they all say Tritus's Menagerie. Uh, we love that self-promotion. He looks at you as you walk by the shirts and goes, free shirt with every purchase here! And he grins. He hops <laughs> up onto a stole next to a counter and goes, well, what can I help you lovely ladies and gentlemen with? I am Tritus. Anything you want to buy, I probably have or can get you. Well, Tritus, actually, I was wondering if you might be able to help us out. I'll help you out in what way? What do um, you need? What do you need? <laughs> so, I, uh, we're from the east side, and do you know Arnor? Oh, yes. Arnor, he and I exchange items back and forth at times. Uh, he finds me some good stuff, and I find him some good stuff. It's, it's a good time. Well, he said you might be able to help me figure out what this was for. And I pull out the crystal and hand it to him. He takes it from you and rotates it in his hand, looking at it, goes, Huh, well, this this is interesting. Well, let me... And he pulls out a set of goggles down from his head and pulls a few little glasses over one eye and starts mm -hmm. looking at the thing. And he goes, well, this is, wow, this is not the normal crystal. And like muttering to himself about... And he kind of takes it over to a to his little sales desk where he has a few different instruments, and he kind of like picks it up, picks up one of his little tools and taps on it and listens to the ring. And then he, he puts his goggles back up and he goes, hmm. And he like closes his eyes for a split second, and then you see a him like start to form a, a sigil in the air with his hand and snaps his fingers. And he looks at the stone and he goes, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is, well, this is rare. This is fucking ridiculous. How, where did you find this? I guess it was like an evil wizard's lair. Evil w in the slums? Yeah, you know that big tower that, like, no one ever goes near? Shadewell's Tower. Yeah, that, I mean, that wasn't an evil wizard. That was just that was the normal school for wizardry, like, for, like, two centuries. It was pretty well known in the town. They said they were messing with something, and kaboom, everybody dead. Ah. Yeah, well, up in that attic, it looked kind of evil. I mean, it was filled with shadow people and scary ghosts. <laughs> he glances at you, and scary ghosts and shadow I mean, shadow people don't surprise me. I think they were actually used as, like, the guards for the tower. Like, the wizards just kept them there in case anybody tried to break in. Oh. But ghosts are... Ghosts aren't just walking around all the time, you know? Like, not pe people don't just see ghosts everywhere they go. 
Yeah, so anyway, the crystal. It's just a wizard's crystal? Well, see, this is a special type of crystal that it's it's considered real it's really rare. It is very rare. But it's also completely useless. It's well, I, I won't say completely. It's portal magic. It's a portal crystal. Oh. It, it he goes, like I mean are you looking to sell it? Because you, you can't really use this. Portals are tricky magic to begin with. But these crystals, usually, they, they used to be used to transport people from one realm to another. Like if you wanted to go visit the Fey Wilds or, uh, uh, well, I don't know, what other realms. You know, like Realm of Fire, Realm of Magic, Hell, those places. These stones used Wait, to be able to do that. bring you to Hell? Well, yeah. I mean, Hell was a place you could portal to if you wanted to one of the realms so how do i use it well that's that's the whole point now they're they're like i said they're useless because ever since the rising nobody's been able to portal in or out of this world like you could maybe get that to transport you to one side of the continent or part of this world to another part of this world but if you try to get out of this world well i mean if you found that in that tower then that would probably explain what happened to that tower. Because as far as I know, portals don't work if you're trying to leave Eamon Muir. I'm just pondering. But I mean, I something had to have brought me here, right? Could it, could it have been another crystal portal thing? Are you asking me or asking him? Him. <laughs> him. He, he looks at you and goes, wait, what do you mean brought you here? I mean, I, I came from hell. Like, you, two months ago, I came from hell. Something happened. I don't know what happened. I just got fucking zapped here. You came from hell? You came from hell. Uh, he kind of looks closer at you, and actually, he flips his goggles down again while looking at you. And you see him, like, switch to, like, a specific lens, and he's looking at you, and he's like, Oh, well, uh, huh. Um, well, if what you say is true, I have no idea how you're here. Um, it's, as far as we know, impossible. And, like I said, this stone is, I mean, I would, if you want to sell this stone, I can buy it, but, like, you're not going to be able to use this stone to get you back to hell unless even the strongest wizards are unable to open portals to other realms at this point. It's just not done anymore. Even with this crystal, like, you said it was pretty rare, so, I mean... Well, that's the thing, like, they used to not be rare. They used to be common, like, any wizard's tower had portal crystals so they could teleport wherever they wanted to. If they wanted to travel travel back to one of the core worlds, if they wanted to go to hell. Oh, whatever. okay. But once that became impossible, a lot of people just got rid of them. Because, I mean, what's the fucking use when you it when either the things that happen is you try to use it and everything around you explodes. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, you, yeah, you try to use it and you're transported transported to nowhere you're just dead that happens too uh so yeah I, I mean like this is a cool stone and it's like an artifact but to use this to try to transport yourself anywhere is extremely dangerous well that's upsetting yeah i mean it, being from hell if you wanted to get back there i don't i don't know how you got here something happened on your side that would have caused it Hey man, I was just walking down an alley. I uh, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, well, do you want to sell it? I'll buy it um, from you. Hundred gold pieces. 
you know, I think I'll keep it. I know you said there's no use for it, but I don't know, maybe someday down the line, something, we can figure something out. Yeah, maybe. Well, um, if you're not selling it, and you're not buying anything, uh, please move along. And he, like, waves you out of his store. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Divi kind of looks, like, contemplative as you guys leave the market. Nort kind of, like, is giving you a little bit of space, because he kind of senses that it, this is probably a little bit of something, but Beatrice's like, oh, that sucks, that, that, that's, like, the worst thing ever, you can't even get back home, what, whatever, uh, at least you got us, you know? Oh, and now I'm using his voice for Beatrice, fuck. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, though. I do have you guys. I just, I have people back home that I really miss. Yeah, I, I, I get that, that. It sucks. Uh, I mean, I know if I was transported away from here, I would... And then she stops and goes, No, I wouldn't miss anybody. I'd be good. I'd just make myself a new home. And she, like, kind of skips away from you a little bit. Nort watches her as she skips away and kind of gives himself a little shake. Is there anything you want to do in this part of town? Or Um, do you want to move on? Can we just, like, wander around on the way back towards the slums? Yeah, I would say, other than Beatrice kind of skipping along a little bit here and there, and then coming back to you, she likes to... She's like me on a walk. Um, She <laughs> randomly walks, wanders off to a different direction, and then will come back, and kind of like moves ahead and then drops back. But overall, I would say Nort and Divi are kind of walking alongside you, but are kind of letting you... They are letting you lead as Haas wanders these streets and kind of just roams a little bit. They're kind of giving you a little bit of space to think about stuff. Mm-hmm. Divi, yeah, Divi is very interested in this and is definitely very observant of your moods. And Nort is at least empathic enough to sense something's a little off now and like from what he heard, yeah. he would know that you probably need a little bit of time. Beatrice has no such uh, empathy. <laughs> she, she, like, bounces back to you and goes, oh, did you see this over there? And, oh my gosh, look at this. She's like, this area is so cool. That's okay. I entertain her. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm going to move this story along a little bit. Okay. Unless you have something specific that you want to do or a specific conversation you'd like to have. Nope, I'm easy peasy. Yeah, so you guys make your way through the the dwarven area, kind of just exploring a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you make your way back to the slums. Uh, Beatrice and Nort are like, well, we're going to head back to the bar, hang out there for a while. You guys coming along? Um, Divi kind of looks at you and like, uh, I, well, the bar is kind of my workplace and I'm off today, so I might just, I, I think I'm going to stay away from there for tonight. Yeah, but oh, that's fine. I'll hang out with you. Oh, cool. You want to just go back to Tempers, or do you want to, like, just, like, kind of wander a little bit? Maybe not back toward a tower, you know, but... Yeah, we can wander. We don't have to go into any scary towers. Okay, that that sounds great. So, Beatrice and, and Nort wave, and then you and Divi just kind of wander around, I would say probably for an hour or so, and then she's like, well, I, I'm going to head home and probably get to sleep, because... <sighs> I'm a little worn out from today. It was a big day, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. You seem to really enjoy going over there, huh? Yeah, I mean, 
Well, it's just, it's new stuff, you know, I'm, I work at the bar, and I hang out with you guys, and that's kind of all I ever do, so. Mm -hmm. Nice to get out. Yeah, I mean, we went to that tower, which was scary, but exciting, and then we went to the west side, which was scary, but exciting, and I got to see a lot of cool stuff. I wish I had, I wish I had more money so I could have, like, bought something over there. It's alright. Hey, next time, I'll treat you to something. Uh, you don't have to do that. I mean, it's all right. Um, <laughs> she, you guys say your goodbyes. Uh, just to move this along, you eventually make your way back to Tempers. It's mm. it's it's pretty late, probably around midnight when you get back to Tempers. He's asleep. He doesn't stay up late. Yeah, old man. Yeah. <laughs> You get you get that home at like ten o'clock, and he's usually in bed already. Uh, <laughs> I'd say it's probably a few days later. Okay, you kind of go about your normal days. Um, at one point, temper. Well, let's do that. Yeah, temper. The next day, asks if you figured out what was going on with the crystal. Well, apparently, it's. A rare, rare crystal that wizards used to use for portal, portal magic, but um, Tritus was explaining that now if you use it, you just pretty much explode everything. So, I mean, that definitely explains why the tower is the way it is. Oh, yeah, that's that's a little bit scary. Uh, did you sell it to him? No, I kept it. I put it next to my bed. Well, uh, yeah. Don't try to activate it. At least not while I'm home, okay? I promise if I ever want to activate it, I'll go somewhere far away. Oh, thanks. That would be great. <laughs> Rather not lose my livelihood just because you wanted to activate a crystal. Yeah. You know, those crystals, most of the time, are a bunch of. A bluey, you know. Oh, this will help your moods. This will uh, give you good energy or whatever. Um, yeah, but this one, he said, could have helped me get back to hell. He, he glanced at you and goes, that's such, a, that's such a weird thing to want, but at the same time, I, I understand. Yeah, I wish I could help you with that, but oh, maybe one day you'll get home. Thanks. Maybe one day, if your DM lets you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Temper, like, gives you that awkward, uh, your uncle doesn't understand your feelings, but he's gonna, like, try to sympathize, pat on the shoulder, and then kind of goes back to work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, he looks at you as, I, I'd offer you a hug, a hug, but I think that would just make us both feel more awkward. Uh, <laughs> yeah, best not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a few days pass, and then Beatrice comes to the 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 smithery. She comes to the shop and goes, "So, uh, my contacts were well in contact with me. Uh, so we got we got the job. They want us to do it in the next week. They said any night that we choose, we could go and do this. I already talked to Nord about it, and he's up." I gotta talk to Caden. 
have have you seen Caden recently? Not here yet. Huh. I I haven't seen him in like a week now. Uh, I have to go hunt him down. He's such a pain in the butt. Having <laughs> legitimate jobs. Uh, uh, did your contact say where it was? Yeah, I, I've got... Tonight, if if I get a hold of Caden tonight, we'll meet at the bar. Oh, no, let's not meet at the bar. Let's meet here tonight. If I get a hold of Caden, we can all meet here and we'll go over the plans. Because I think this will take a little bit of planning. And I'd like to make sure we have the backup that Caden offers. Because if s- someone runs into a piano or she kind of glances away. Or almost falls off a roof. I'd like to have somebody there who will catch us. And we both know Caden is he he's got our back, so I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh so yeah, uh tonight we'll meet here. I mean, even if I don't get a hold of Caden, f- well fuck him. I'll find him at some point and before we do this job and I'll just drag him along by his ears because uh, well, I mean and she looks around and goes, well, if Nort was here, he'd say I, I would have a hard time reaching his ears, which is true, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, what, nine o'clock here? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I'll see you tonight. As she walks out, she goes, oh, yeah, uh, better make sure it's okay with temper. Uh, yeah, y- you can do that. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Ducks around the corner. <laughs> So now I go help Temper. And yeah, you awkwardly bring it up. <laughs> yeah, he's at the forge. He's he's pounding at some metal, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> he's got he's got a piece of metal and he's hammering at it, shaping it into a shape of something. Uh, <laughs> you know, generic forge stuff. <laughs> yeah, insert forge item here. Uh, <laughs> he's got a line of of can openers. Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be awesome. <laughs> Tempers, can openers. I know. They all have a like his name on them. <laughs> Just a big T, though. Yeah, it's a big T. <laughs> it's uh, cannon. That's cannon. Um, cannon. Yeah, we love it. It's not like he's going to be making a ton of weapons. He's in the slums. He's going to make stuff that people here would buy. Um, True. <laughs> So yeah, he is making a bunch of homemade can openers. Uh, <laughs> he's literally just making these like <laughs> small bladed things that like will hook onto like grab the can and then you can just drag it around. Yeah, um, <laughs> probably sounds like nails on a chalkboard while you're doing it. Oh god. Um 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 um. So he's doing that, and you come in and start helping him. So. How would you feel about the gang? I like it already. <laughs> uh, you guys planning your next big heist? Is this gonna be the one that you can retire on? I don't know about retiring, but yeah, Beatrice uh, found another. Of course, Beatrice found another job. <sighs> yeah, that that's fine. Um, you can use my workshop. Just you know, make sure you turn out all the. The lanterns when you're done. Don't stay up too late. Don't leave a bunch of beer bottles lying around from you guys' drinking. You better clean up after yourselves. Of course. You know I always clean up after myself. You do. 
but well, I feel I like I feel like Beatry just hides trash whenever she's here, just hoping I'll find it eventually. Well, I'll try to keep a stern eye on her. Yeah, you better, because one time I found like fucking open can of Auroch, and it was under my pillow, and it was oh, goodness. <laughs> only half empty. So, of course, she had to have eaten part of it and then just left it under my pillow. I don't even know how she got in my room, because I was there All right, the whole well, time. I'll try to block her way. That'd be great. Uh, is it just you, her, and Nort, like usual? Um, B-Tree is trying to find Caden, so he may uh, stop by. Well, if he's here, then it should be all right. Uh, uh, dragging Caden into these jobs now. Well, oh, we if, need the muscle. <laughs> yeah, and he's definitely got that in multitudes. Fucking gigantic <laughs> mammoth of a man. Uh, <laughs> just be careful, like always, and don't get caught, and don't lead the guard back here. Of course. Of course. All right. Okay, so let's say evening comes around. Temper has finished up and kind of, like, he's shut down the the forge for the evening and has gone into his, like, his room and his little office and probably is, like, it's it's nearing 9 o'clock, so he's getting ready for bed. He might be Mm -hmm. sitting down to, like, read a book or something. If he reads, I haven't decided yet. Uh, (laughs) He's going over the bills from the last month or something. Did Brad and, get back to you? No, he hasn't messaged me. I just yes, realized he's... that it was 944, so... Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it was at 811 last I heard from him, so he's going to be sad that he missed it, too. The sun mm-hmm. has gone down, as best you can tell, because it's almost always dark here. It starts to rain a little bit. Atmosphere. Um, I really love that. Just it a was light. A dark and stormy night. Yeah. No, it was a slightly like with the forges going and how big and bright they are. The town is never completely dark. Oh, okay. You don't see the stars because of the overcast cloud of ash and smoke from these forges either. So you would never see the stars here, and so like it starts to rain, and that actually probably makes the town darker than it usually is at nighttime. But you still have the light of the forges kind of flickering. You can still oh. see, like, the streets are never completely pitch black unless it's, like, a dark alleyway between a bunch of buildings where the forges don't reach. Okay, yeah. Because most of the forges are along the, like, if you notice, they're all along the outside, right along the mountains, or along hills on the west yeah. side. Mm-hmm. So they're all actually raised up a little bit, so they're almost visible from any part of town. Oh, okay, cool. Like, a line of lights on the west and a line of lights on the east. Yeah, so it, ra- it starts raining a little bit, light little shower, and then uh, Divi pops her head in and goes, "Oh hey, hey Hoss," and like kind of comes in and joins you. <laughs> she's got a, she's got a fantasy six pack of beer. Actually, she works at the bar, so she actually comes in with like she car- she's carrying like a little hand cooler. She sets it down and p- pulls out like a plate of small sandwiches. <laughs> and then pulls out like a like two bottle like large bottles of one of them is like a light fluid and the other one is like a dark like almost black fluid from what you oh, can tell. <laughs> and she goes, uh, "I I talked uh you know I talked my boss into letting me take a couple things. I told him we'd we'd pay him back. It's not like he doesn't know where to find any of us. So that's true. Well, thanks for bringing stuff. 
Yeah, well, you know, I, I was amazed that Beatree invited me, so uh, I, I felt like I needed to. You know, if I'm the new member of the, the, the gang, I should, like, you know, I, I mean, I, I guess we've all been part of the, we're all friends, but, you, you, well, you know what I I know what you mean. She kind of starts wandering around the, the workshop. This is like a little workshop room that is built attached to the forge itself. Mm-hmm. He does a little bit of woodwork in here just for like if he has to if he has some items he's he's blacksmithed that needs like a handle or something. This is where he keeps his wood. This is also where he draws out some of the designs for things he's creating. Mm-hmm. So you have like a table in the center. He does a lot of smaller stuff, but he also he'll tinker a little bit. You can tell he doesn't just smith. He likes to mess around. This is almost more of a a hobby workshop than a actual work workshop. So okay, yeah. And like, there's there's shavings from the wood he's carved and everything on this table. There's a couple clamps where he can clamp down stuff if he needs to. And so Divi kind of just sets the food and drinks on that table in the center center of the room, mm-hmm. and kind of looks at a little some of the projects he's got. He, she looks at like there's a poster board. With like a couple of the designs he has drawn out, his drawing is like crude but simple. Like it's it's not <laughs> it's not anything artistic, but mm-hmm. it's it's enough for what he needs to do. And so the two of you are kind of just chilling, and she looks at you and goes, "So I'm not like it's been fun you helping me with the learning how to steal and stuff like that. And I mean, I got you that one time, but." Over the last few days, I haven't really gotten you again. And I... Like, I'm excited, but I also don't know why I'm invited. You don't know why you're what? Invited to this. Beatree, I don't think... I don't see why Beatree would actually let me come along this job. So I'm not sure why she's inviting me to this planning session unless she has a job for me to do during it, and that seems unlikely, you know? Yeah. Well, mm, I don't know. I mean, do you do you want to ask her when she gets here, or...? I mean, I, I'm sure. It's, it's Beatrice. She'll tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have to ask. I, I just... I figured before anybody else got here, I could kind of, you know, just, I'm, I'm worried because I do mess up a lot. And I feel like if I go on this mission and she's going to have me sneaking and stuff, I'm really worried I'll mess up and screw the whole thing. So I almost want to say, like, maybe I shouldn't be involved. Like, do you think I'm ready? I don't know. I, I don't know what this job entails, so I won't really know if. You know, I would feel that you'd be safe enough to come along until we hear everything out. So, I mean, we can always just wait to see what's going on. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I just, I don't know. I guess I'm just insecure. It's, it is what it is. Unless she's literally bringing me along just so I can supply you guys with food. I mean, I could prep up food and stuff for the mission beforehand. <laughs> I mean, would you feel safer doing that? Well, safer for sure. I mean, I definitely feel safer prepping food for you guys that you could enjoy. <laughs> You'd have something to eat. And as she says that, Dort and Beatry walk in, and Beatry kind of goes, oh, I don't know if anybody would feel safe with your food. 
No, no offense, but hey, that wasn't very nice. <laughs> I mean, your chips are great, but they don't take much effort. Beachy says, "Well, we just gotta wait a little bit, and Caden will be here." I I ran into him. Actually, uh, ran into him by the bar, so that was a nice find for me. Oh, cool! You brought you brought some sandwiches. And, oh, and alcohol. Yes. She immediately pops one of the bottles without even looking at what it is and takes a swig and then makes a face like, oh, why? This is whatever. Uh, (laughs) All right. Now, listen here, Beatrice. I'm not saying anything. I'm glad for the alcohol. No, no, not that. I was going to say, make sure to clean up after yourself or at least this time. Don't hide food in any of Temper's personal belongings she kind of uh she bends like doubles over laughing and wheezes a little bit and is just like (laughs) he told you he told you about the can of food i put under his pillow (laughs) yes he did Uh, he was asleep when i did that too it was great oh man oh that was great fine i won't I, i won't hide a sandwich Anywhere in his shop. <laughs> Good, thank you. I'd rather not have an earful in the morning from him. He's just a grumpy old man anyways. That's very true. Yeah. Um, she looks around. Goes, man, this is, this is like, this makes me feel like I'm in an actual, like, Thieves Guild den preparing for a heist. And it's awesome. I like the feel of this place. <laughs> oh. Uh, Nort comes over, takes the the bottle out of her hand, and takes a swig of it. Kind of looks at it for a second, and then nods, like, okay. He goes, yeah, this is alright. Uh, I'm gonna eat a sandwich. Oh, get that taste out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> Divi, what, did, what kind of br- drink did you bring? Uh, I, my boss just handed me two bottles saying that he didn't mind parting with them. Oh, great. So we got the, the the crap end of the stick. I mean, it, he was offering it for free, or for like a small chunk of my next pay. Um, but anyways, <laughs> the four of you make <laughs> idle chatter, yeah, for a little bit, and then you hear a knock at the door, and Nort goes and lets Caden in, and Caden kind of he actually has to like bend a little bit when he enters the door. He glances around at each of you, nods. Uh, he's wearing like a full leather armor outfit. It's very dark brown with actually red stripes down the sleeves and the legs of his pants. Oh my he god, has... he's a leather daddy. Yeah, he's a leather daddy. Um, <laughs> uh, he's got a sword across his back. Then as, you t- as he turns, you also see like a thimble... Of it kind of looks like a, it almost looks a little bit like a tiefling. It's got horns on the back, and underneath uh-huh. it, it, says, it just says uh, "Devils Playthings." Is he some part of some biker gang? Beatrice sees this and like goes, "What the fuck are you wearing?" <laughs> oh, so this isn't normally how he looks. No, no, I mean the leather armor and like the pants are kind of normal, but this jacket he's wearing is definitely new. He looks at her and shrugs and goes, it's just part of the job I'm working right now. It's just something I have to deal with. Don't worry, I won't, I won't be wearing this during our job. If 
I decide I want to do this job. He comes and stands next to you and goes, what's up, Poss? Nothing much. The look, look is... Look, uh, oh my god, I can't talk. <laughs> it's because club. I was gonna say, the look looks good on you. Yeah. I'm not even going to attempt to say that again. So let's just say that I did say it. Yeah, you said it there, so I'm, I'll just cut <laughs> it around so that sounds like what you said. Um, he, he goes, uh, thanks. Uh, I'm not sure if you're joking or not. <sighs> but anyways, he looks around and goes, let's get this started. I don't feel like we should be using Temper's workshop too late into the night. And B-Treat? Don't be leaving your shit lying around. Thank you. I had to tell her that as well. He he fist bumps you. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> so, Beatrice just shrugs. Whatever, asshole. Uh, here, I'll, I'll pull this up. Alright, so, I'm going to share my screen. So she lays down a map of a building. I'll post this on your channel as well, so you can pull it up larger. So she, she lays out this map, and it's got like the blueprints of this house and she points at the lower one and goes okay so this is the first floor mm -hmm. there's not much on it and from my contacts we really don't need to like if we want to we could check it for valuable stuff but what they want is not on this floor and so the second floor she she points at the two sections she goes okay so here's the thing this place isn't going to be empty like the last one what do there you mean by that <laughs> So, and she points down, down mm -hmm. here, there's there are a few guards located. So, my contacts say there are, there are five guards that walk the hall of the first floor. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'll go up the steps and then walk like the one small hall of the second floor. So we have to keep an eye out for them. There's also guards outside of the house walking the grounds of this place. This is going to be a little bit complicated, but I have a lot of info on guard rotations, times that they're around, and like the number of guards and everything. So as long as we're sneaky, we should get through this. Divi looks at her and goes, so why am I part of this? If you're going to be, have to be this sneaky. Beatrice Norton share a look, and then she says, you're going to be paired up with Caden. You're our backup. The grounds are pretty big. And there, there's a fence around. So we're going to have to climb the fence, get inside, and then make our way past the guards to get to the house. You guys are going to be waiting right outside the fence for if anything happens. If a bunch of guards come out of nowhere and start to like go on the house, or if we signal you, you guys are our muscle backup. I mean, Caden's mostly the muscle, but I figured an extra body wouldn't be a bad idea. Maybe. And since you're wanting to get involved... This is uh, a decent chance at you to prove yourself. So you're expecting us to get into fights? I hope not. That's why Yumi and Nord are going to be the ones exploring this house. We're the <laughs> stealthiest. If we do this right, we should be able to get in and out without the guards noticing us. Okay. How many entrances are we looking at? Well, there's windows all across the second floor, but otherwise there, and she points to the lower floor, there's a doorway over on the left side, there's a doorway into the main hall, and there's a doorway over on the right side. 
So three doorways that we could possibly get into. Otherwise, we should be able to climb the second floor and possibly get in there. So that's that's what you want to go with. You want to try to just climb into the second floor and then climb out. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping. So okay, so over here on the west side mm-hmm. is the main quarters. That's where we're looking. That's where it's another lockbox type deal. We find this lockbox, we get it, we get out of there. We okay. can explore. Uh, if we want to, we can hunt for other valuables, but we're being paid for this separate of what we get this time. So like last time, whatever we take, we could pawn, whatever, except mm-hmm. for the lockbox. This time, we're they're going to give each of us 100 gold as long as we give them the lockbox. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so the west side is the main master bedroom and like family bedroom and the east side has all the the servants quarters and stuff supposedly Mm -hmm. the master like the servants the master the owner of the house whatever is gone but the guards will still be here okay and how many guards are posted outside uh i think there's six outside and five inside so 11 guards total Okay. So the outside guards have a guard tower at the main entrance, like the gate to get inside, where you there's always at least two of them. And they go in pairs no matter where they go. So there's two at the the gatehouse, and then two others that walk the outline of the property, like in opposite directions. One goes clockwise, one goes cl- counterclockwise. So there's a point where all six guards would be at the gatehouse, we should be able to get in from the back side of the fence and get to the house and possibly climb up to a window before they make it all the way around. We'll have to run a tight ship, but I feel like we could do that. Yeah, you, me, and Nort, I think we could get in and out as long as there aren't any, you know, killer pianos inside this time, and she looks at Nort. <laughs> and Nort goes, yeah, as long as we don't have to try to climb out on a rooftop this time. Beatrice actually blushes a little bit and then goes uh but yeah if i say we climb in on a window on the servant's side so that way we get in there there's a lot of little rooms a lot of hiding spots we get in there and we take our time getting across to the the master bedroom okay yeah i like that plan we gotta be careful across the cent the center area because like there's an open balcony where you look down and, like, the guards could possibly spot us there, but only if they're on that back side. So as long as you guys are good with this, this is what we'll do. We'll do this, um, well, we have any day in the next week that works for you. What do you guys want to do? How soon do you want to do this? I'm good for whenever. If he goes, I can literally get whatever night off I want. Uh, Kaden goes, well, I'm on this job for the next two days. But then I'm free after that. So I'd say three nights from now, we take care of it. Do you want Divi and I posted up on, like, outside the fence where you guys climb over it? Or do you want us to kind of just be nearby, maybe half a block away or something? Like, how close do you want us to be? Because if we get caught, they're going to know something's up. Yeah, I would say, like, half a block away would probably be the best. Yeah, that, that works. Where this is in town, then. Beatrice and Beatrice goes, yeah. And Kanan nods. He goes, I'll walk by there tomorrow and get a feel for the the area. And if I know 
notice any places where we could get up and have a vantage point over the fence, well, Divi and I will post up there. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a pretty solid plan. I'm just not sure if the, you really need three of you going into this building, because the more people sneaking, the the easier it will be to get caught. Mitri looks at you and Nort and goes, well, either one of you not want to go into the house and stay with Divi and Caden? Because I don't think having an extra person with them would be a bad idea. Well, who is the least stealthy of us three? Well, it's not me. I'm definitely super, super stealthy. And then Nort goes, I'm freaking stealthy as I'll get out. You're, you're not going to get either of them to claim to be less stealthy than the other one of them. They're going to they're gonna fight it no matter what. I think Beatrice goes, I think all three of us should go in. Even if we don't all three go through the house, I think it would be better for us to support each other while sneaking in than to leave it up to just one or two of us to go in. I think the three of us work well as a team, and I think it would be quicker if all three of us are in there doing it. And if trouble hits, I'd rather have, well, at least I'd rather have Haas by my side to fight off some guards. Uh, My contacts did say that, like, if we need to, we could just take out guards. So, like, I don't know, I... If we wanted to, we could take out a few guards on the way in or on the way out, whatever, just to get out smoother. You're telling me I could run this so chaotic, or I could do really stealthy. Like, uh, some Dishonored type shit. I know Haas doesn't mind killing, so... Yeah. But, if we kill, that leaves evidence, and it's a higher risk of being caught. I mean, evidence evidence. It's not like they're going to trace it back to us unless you leave your name on their fucking wound. You got me there. <laughs> as long as we get in and out and aren't followed, we should be good. So, All right, I mean, then. Yeah. Yeah, we could take out a couple guards. Honestly, I feel like the quickest way to do it would be then sneak in take out the, what did you say, there were two cards up top? Take out the two cards, and then get what we need and get out. I feel like that would be the best way. Yeah, I think that would work. I think that's a great idea. Everybody good with this plan? Or do I need to smack somebody around? And she, like, looks at Caden specifically, and Caden just (laughs) looks down at her. She's at, like, his knee height. Um... (laughs) my favorite thing about Beatrice, she talks a big game, but she if you remember, like she, is, she is like three feet tall. Uh, <laughs> she's like the size of Caden. Um, oh <laughs> of my son Caden, not this Caden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's already sized. Um, <laughs> and as big of a ball of energy. Uh, oh my goodness. So yeah, Caden just glances at her and goes, alright, See you in three days. And he grabs a sandwich <laughs> off the plate, nods to you and Divi, and walks out. Well, I guess we got ourselves a bona fide heist planned out. Sweet! Divi says, and then takes a swig of the other bottle and grimaces almost as badly as she did with the first bottle. The four of you that are left hang out for a little while get your plans down a little bit more solidly, just to make sure you know what you're doing, who's doing what, and everything. And then uh, you guys all 
make your way. Well, you probably you just walk across the building and go to your room, and the other three leave. And Divi stops you before you do and goes, "Well, I guess I'm glad that answered my question, and I'm I'm kind of glad this I get to be a part of this, even if it is just like standing around with Caden waiting for something to happen. My job is easier than yours, so, uh, so <laughs> well, suck it, us. That's <laughs> question. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you on our team. She smiles. Uh, if Dragonborn could blush, she might blush. And uh, yeah, and then they leave. It's going to be three days. Do you have anything you would want to do in those three days? Not that I can think of. Okay. Yeah, so Haas goes about their normal daily routines. Um, is there any certain prep do- Haas does before? Is there any certain prep? Haas does before a job, any like small superstitions they have about like, you know, wearing the right shirt for a job, things like that. I would say probably just sharpening their knives. <laughs> not really doing much else. I feel like well yeah, there's not really much uh prep that they would need to do. Yeah, you you shine your your rainbow rapier. <laughs> you oil it down and it glistens. Uh, <laughs> Divi tries to pickpocket you a few more times and sneak up on you a few times during this period. It's like become a routine whenever you are done in the evening. She's like always near. It's like she comes and waits near tempers just to see if you're going to leave it and then tries to pickpocket you if you do. Uh, (laughs) But they don't succeed at all. Yeah, so we'll pick up next session with you guys starting the job. The five of you will meet in your normal like little abandoned building spot that you met last time. Mm-hmm. Nort and Caden make their way ahead of you guys to kind of stake out the place, make sure it's okay, because they're both humans. And Caden, with his his mercenary outfit and everything, he's seen as very acceptable and like not suspicious. Yeah. He's a very tall well-built human he's just like he fits right in nort's human enough for it to be all right um (laughs) (laughs) so they kind of they're like they head out like 10 minutes before you guys and by the time you make it there they've already staked out the place Mm -hmm. uh caden found a rooftop where hit he and divi are going to be waiting so we'll start with you guys on that rooftop getting ready to head into the the keep basically okay cool The intro and outro music for Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons is done by Parker Hyde, another player of ours. And I'm Orion, the DM. Catch you next time.